Joe presents Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby, together with Guinness. Hello and welcome to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby, here on Joe, together with our friends at Guinness. Hello, Andrew. Hi, Baz. What's the crack? Yeah, I'm, I'm great, yeah. Um, last week you kind of caught me on the hop a little bit, so I've done a little bit of research. Go on. You're the peanut butter to my jam. Oh, I love peanut butter and jam. Yeah, hold on. Peanut butter oh, and jam. Whoa, 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 whoa. Right. I'm not done. Okay. <laughs> You're the Simon to my Garfunkel. Oh. No? Yeah, I love Paul Simon, yeah. Yeah, okay. Delighted with that. You're the Chewbacca to my Han Solo. Oh, man. Yeah? Yeah. Um, you're the Butch Cassidy to my Sun Gans. Oh, balls. <laughs> Sun Gans. <laughs> uh, I'm never going to be allowed to do this again, am I? No, you're it's, nailing it, man. It's over. It's over. <laughs> yeah, it's over. I immediately just thought of Sutton and Sheard. Remember Sutton and Sheard? Oh, yeah. For Blackburn Rovers. And, uh, and Norwich. SOS. And Norwich. <laughs> SOS, yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Very good, yeah. There you go. We're off to a flyer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll take Stay the- tuned, folks. <laughs> More of the same. <laughs> I was watching Die Hard the other night and I, and I loved their bonds that they had. Die Hard, uh, what's his name? John McClane and the cop, the cop that he's on the phone to. Mm-hmm. They had such a, they were so you know close by the end of it. Uh-huh. They have that moment on the phone when they're talking and uh, he's like, man, I shot a kid. He's like, man, I'm sorry. And then, <laughs> <laughs> that's such a, you know, a unique bond. Yeah, they're pouring their hearts out to each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I yeah I was quite disappointed in how bad Die Hard was actually I think <coughs> people are probably going to lose their mind over that now but it's it's not it doesn't stand up to the test of time I haven't had that experience maybe because I haven't watched it recently um, but that that happens quite a bit with like um, childhood movies like I think The Goonies is a good example of that no way yeah I you don't w- think it stands up to the test of time no no I watched it back and I'm like what what was I thinking this is terrible what part of it but I loved it at the time yeah <laughs> I thought Goonies would always, no. always stand. No, it, it's done. It's yeah, I found Die Hard and McLean was just, Bruce Willis was trying too hard to establish his character. Yeah. You know, he was just... He was dying too hard. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but not as hard as he was in the second one because he was dying harder. He was. That yeah. wasn't the name of it though. But I, know, I think it was. No. I think it was Die Hard 2. It was Die just, Harder. No, it's just Die Hard 2. That's <laughs> completely wrong. It's <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll look this up. Okay, or get your get your responses in on yeah, Twitter. Tweet in, tweet in. So anyway, rugby. Uh, four wins from our four uh, Irish provinces this weekend. JJ so the four pride provinces the of four- Ireland, <laughs> <laughs> shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> JJ Hanran, the hero for Munster. Will Addison added again for Ulster, and uh, the merits of uh, floating a three-man skip pass with Jordan Larmer lurking. Uh, was probably uh, one of the one of the biggest upsets of the weekend uh, from Bat's point of view, anyway. <coughs> uh, but I think we'll start with Ulster. You put out on Twitter that you'd like to to kind of focus on on how positive they're they're. Did you put that on Twitter or did you just text me that? I can't remember. Oh, I think I yeah no sorry I text you yeah that I would like to talk about Ulster. Okay, because we haven't uh, it it's typically Leinster, Munster, and then. Ulster is an afterthought and rarely even con it. Yeah, so we're going to start with Ulster. Man. We're going to talk about yeah. Ulster. You yeah. have your moment. You were at the game, you were yeah. working for it. Yeah, and so the contrast in my experience, or the experience of the Ulster team with supporters, was just massive from two weeks ago when they played them in the league, missing a lot of internationals, bringing mm-hmm. the boys back, and it was a 
massive performance, massive, and it was. You were so negative going into this game as well. I you was. Were, I, you didn't think they were going to win, and you I, thought it would be a horrible experience. Yeah, I, I think based on, I don't know how many times Ulster have lost in a row over there. Six years it's been since they've won. Six years. Yeah. So Scarlets never win in Belfast, and Ulster never win right. in Clonesley, and uh, I think maybe just because I've been doing a little bit more punditry and a little bit more kind of research and you get notes for every game and you, we're more or less told this is a banker for the home team. <laughs> <laughs> and then my experience of a couple of weeks ago was just just miserable, freezing cold, wet, bleak night in the middle of the way. It was just awful. And was it the same the other night? It wasn't. It was totally different. And uh, it, was a far, it was just a brilliant performance. And you had a bit of, a bit of everything from uh, Ulster. Um, like, tries off first phase um, green zone tries where they're just um, being really really direct being really physical and then incredible defence at the end um, just a lot of character shown Jared Payne needs to get a lot of credit I think for the um, the type of defence he's putting in and the energy from the boys it was it was a little bit of an Andy Farrell kind of esque defence mm-hmm. just you could see there was a lot of energy a lot of buzz boys were getting up it looked like they were enjoying they were kind of feeding off each other uh, and then they got across the line it was brilliant and as you were saying, yeah, scoring tries from their from their own half. Um, that that uh, try was pretty special, wasn't it? Yeah, first phase, it was. I think it's a little bit of an Ireland play. Um, just kind of come out the back of McCluskey with Henry Henry Spate, just showing enough to interest uh, John Davis. John Davis just got a little bit narrow. I think he just maybe. It's not like him. He usually comes up and, and makes really Excellent. good reads. He's really switched on. They mm. just got slightly too narrow. I don't think. I think maybe uh, Will Addison is benefiting from a lot of people not appreciating just yeah, how, he kinda, yeah, how good he is. Because yeah. I don't think he respected... He maybe just got caught out by how much pace he had. Mm. Just a little bit of a change-up uh, and a nice, <clears throat> nice little bounce pass from um, Billy Burns. Mm-hmm. And he just he did, he did the rest from there. Well, well, sorry, he didn't do the rest. He had Stockdale and Stockdale did the rest. Yeah. He had no right to score that try. Some finish. It was class, wasn't it? Like... You could argue that defence was probably poor enough for that the tackle that that was come across, but like you know what a handoff, yeah, um, what a finisher he kind of exploded out of that, yeah, the handoff, which is always what you want, something like that, isn't yeah. it? Like to give yourself a little boost off him. Just um, looks like I mean, even so, maybe ten minutes later, the, Billy Burns again put a lovely little um, dink in from Ulster twenty two, mm-hmm. Ulster's twenty two. Um, again, it looked like Scarlets were coming up, pressing quite high in D and taking a lot of chances with that. They actually got nearly got a bit of joy with intercepts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But on this occasion, Billy Burns spotted it, put a little dink in behind. And it, he, so uh, Jacob would have collected it had he collected it successfully. He did actually, but it was too close to the touchline. I think Patchell put him in the touch. But if he had collected it and kind of had a second just to get his balance, get his balance back, you're going... He's collecting that ball on his own ten meter line. He'll probably score. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's the just when Jacob gets the ball in any space, you just expect him to finish. Yeah, he's well, on he, fire at the he moment, is, isn't he? Yeah, yeah it's and ridiculous. even the, the interview did with him last week. He's he looks like he's, he sounds like he's really enjoying his rugby. Mm. Sounds like he's having a good laugh. Mm. He's uh, he's just a breath of fresh air, really, yeah. for Irish rugby, isn't he? Like I know it's it's quite it's refreshing to yeah. see someone. Obviously, if you're if you're not enjoying where he is at the minute, I suppose you never will be. Yeah. But you're right; it seems like he's just not getting bogged down, especially in 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 a Joe Schmidt environment where mm. be detail, next play, what what am I working on? What, you know, it'd be kind of taking your sport quite seriously, and he seems to do that. But he also has a nice, you know, I'm enjoying 
beating guys. I'm enjoying scoring tries. Yeah. I'm enjoying this. This is the sport. I only started playing this sport because I enjoyed it as a kid. Yeah. So why do I just keep doing that? Yeah. I think a lot of guys have kind of. I think Earl's is another guy who seems to have uh, recaptured just just an enjoyment of the sport in its like purest sense. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a sport that's fun to play, and he just looks like he's yeah. I don't know, just thriving off that a little bit. Yeah. Just getting that balance. I think Will Will Addison, after the game, uh, he was uh, interviewed and he spoke about the Band of Brothers and the the buzz that's going on in Ulster at the moment. And Mm. for him coming and joining that group of players, uh, it was obvious to him from day one. I think he said that it was something special and that he's really kind of taken to individually the the players and the the group. um, We were were talking about that (coughs) with BT, uh, Zara, uh, it's not Easterby, Eglin or Egg something, but I can't remember what her um, what her maiden name is. <laughs> anyway, um, she made the point that uh, even though Will Addison was playing for Seal for I don't know five six years, uh, hundred games for Seal, captain the team, so like a pretty important role over there and mm. performing week in week out, there was never once anyone ever suggested he should be in the England setup. Yeah, how is that bizarre? It's just crazy. A lot of people on Twitter, like sale people, giving out. Over the weekend, about how did they let him go? How did England yeah. let him go? Yeah. Um, he, he, it's Farrell, Lancaster, and Will Allison. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Brexit. Yoink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, he's he's. I know we've we've harped on about him enough over the last few months, but I I uh, uh, I, I bumped into him last week at Chris Henry's uh, testimonial, and because we've talked about him so much. I was almost a little bit starstruck. <laughs> and you know, he's a big fan of the show. Is he? Yeah. He I says, uh, oh, I, yeah. I will. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to get a selfie, but I was I was too embarrassed. Yeah. yeah. You played it cool. I couldn't, yeah. Yeah. No, he still thinks I'm cool. Could. Yeah. Could. But he's he's a he's a fan of the show. Good man. So hopefully, hopefully we'll get on at some stage. Let's get him on. <coughs> get him on for a call or get him on the couch. I'd love to have him on. He seems like a nice fella. I'd like to be <coughs> friends with him. Yeah. We'll go for a few pints. Yeah, invite like him to our Christmas party. Long term. Long term. Yeah, we've got to have a Christmas party, by the way. <laughs> I was only thinking about this on the way up today. Just you and me, or well, <laughs> are we inviting Pat? We could Pat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, of course we'll invite Pat. But yeah, anyone anyone wants to come, let us know. I'd love to have Will Addison there. I'll, I'll, I'll say to Tana and Draco and the lads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we should get all our guests or anyone that just should have an open invitation. Yeah. Just tell them we're going to go to the Guinness Storehouse or something like that, and just yeah. everyone's invited to our Christmas party. Yeah. yeah, it sounds just like another live show. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, speaking of Christmas, we have a Christmas cracker that I'd like to to pull with you, uh, just to kick it off because it is getting festive. Ah, oh. Christmas <laughs> 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 <business> is ruined. <laughs> Ra- do you want to wrap up on Ulster? This bit when you put your crown on. <laughs> um, have you talked enough about them? Have you covered enough? Yeah, I think they are now in a fairly decent position in the in the pool. I think if they um, do a job in Scarlets at home this weekend, then they're flying. Mm-hmm. I got to beat Rassin at home and then going to Leicester. Potentially, you, like it'd be tough, 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 but you know, tough three games left. Tough, yeah. but no tougher than than Scarlets away if you can do it there. Yeah, and bonus point as well. Yep, I think they're in good shape. Mm. A good enough shape for us to continue to talk about them. Yes, I think they deserve it. We'll, we'll slot them in somewhere every week, don't worry. Um, moving on to Leinster. <clears throat> Did you see this? 
Did you see what happened with the flags? Did you hear about yeah, this? I heard about the controversy. Flag gate. Yeah. Uh, it was one of the funniest things, man, I've seen. The Twitter exploded <laughs> over these flags at the weekend. Yeah. This is an outrage. <laughs> like, I think they brought over 1,200 flags or was it 1,600 flags for, uh, for the fans to wave. And Bath just decided no. Sorry, there's n- to be no waving <laughs> flags today. The day. It might be a fire hazard or something. I was Apparently they, see, they, they failed three safety tests <laughs> and one of them was fire. What were the other two? I don't know. Like, <laughs> suffocation? <I think> no <laughs> breathing. Sorry. <laughs> I was thinking of it. It was like, um, it's like you were, like if you were bath, you were maybe sitting at home on, on Saturday, the equivalent of like you'd been out the night before and uh, you're a bit hungover <laughs> and you wanted to just have a Saturday to just watch the rugby on, on the TV and just sit in your couch and pan out and then your mate rings you and he's like, hey, can I come over and watch the rugby? And you're like, yeah, cool. And he's like, okay, but uh, I've got the kids today so I'm going to bring all my kids. Is that okay? <laughs> he's like, how many? He's like, I've got like 1,200 kids. It's like, 1,200 kids. <laughs> no, they're a fire hazard. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ah, oh, no, why not? Ah, oh, it's a... Uh, their fire hazard or, or something you know they just anything, tell anything. them anything just don't bring the kids so and then people lo- lose their mind over it yeah. yeah but can you imagine being at that game and I was quite aware of it being at the Munster match yesterday anytime a flag came up I was like god imagine there was 1200 of these things in your face <laughs> like, so I kind of I get behind Bath on that uh quite annoying to have that many flags I'm not a flag fan being honest are you a flag fan <laughs> fairly indifferent yeah on, on the whole flag issue I've never felt the need to oh yeah yeah wave no, not me flag. myself yeah I suppose whenever you're looking at a stadium it is quite cool seeing it like it is quite atmospheric yeah I suppose but yeah no me personally I've never thought oh I'm just not getting into this <laughs> <laughs> my flag need a flag <laughs> yeah not for me but uh it was uh, irrelevant in the end for Leinster because they uh, they got uh, the job done at the wreck. Um, I kind of said it last week that I thought it would be it's going to be a difficult game for them. You were like, nah, going to be a breeze, gonna yeah, be a five pointer. I did. I thought it would be, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got most of your predictions quite arseways last week, didn't you? Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they it was a tough game. I enjoyed it because it was you know I think the weather conditions have been so good for the last eight months that there hasn't been a huge amount of rugby played in those kind of dirty, windy, wet conditions, yeah, cold yeah. as well. So it kind of was, for me, it was whoever's going to play the conditions best, we're going to win that game. And that was what Leinster did. Yeah, they, whoever throws the, the least <laughs> um, 35 metre long passes yeah. <laughs> will win that game. And that's, that's what yeah, happened. Yeah, it was, uh, that was an interesting one because the, the, I meant to ask Pat about this, the, I was watching it in a pub, so I couldn't hear the commentating. But the forward, the lineout, the crooked lineout, um, and there was no advantage given afterwards for Bath. Uh, what were the commentators saying about that? Apparently, it was a scrum advantage, not a penalty advantage. So um, they thought they had a, they, it would get called back. But yeah, after a few phases or a few passes, it runs out. So. Right, those are two passes. It was like so. It went it was straight from the lineout, crooked lineout uh, from from Leinster uh-huh. and Bath through. You know. It was like wildly crooked, like went way off the side of the uh-huh. line. And Bath uh, threw two passes and Larmer intercepted it and under the post. So it was, uh, I don't know the actual rules on it. <coughs> Maybe because <clears throat> I know you can't kick away 
uh, scrum advantage. Mm. So if you kick it away, then the, the advantage is over. Okay, yeah. I wonder if he thought that pass is long enough to be a kick. <laughs> 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 no more advantage. Yeah, it was a scandalous pass to be honest. But uh, and it, and it changed the game. I think I, I you know I think Leinster probably would have won it anyway. They were they boxed very cleverly. They you know kicked well, uh, controlled Bath. Um, Bath were kind of poor. They've got a good good pack, um, but their backs were just not up to the game for me. They were, mm. you know, through a lot of passes to ground and a lot of lot of knock ons and and so on. But um, James Ryan again, another just phenomenal performance. Yeah, man of the match from the Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's uh, <clears throat> he just looks so ferocious as well. How old yeah. is he now? Twenty one, twenty two. Yeah, he's just like. He's got it in his eyes. He's like an animal. I don't know. He's like this. There was no stopping him on Saturday. It was very impressive. And I suppose playing with a guy like that, which I love to just take the field with a guy like that every week. And it's just I keep expecting. I keep expecting like for someone that young, it, how is it so easy for him? Mm. He just it just seems like he's never known anything different. He's always been part of a winning Leinster team. Always been part of a winning uh, Ireland team. And it, rugby just looks so easy to him. Yeah, it does, isn't it? It's not fair, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I think, um, again, getting back to Ulster a little bit, uh, Ian Henderson's probably been looking on saying, what's going on? And we had a big performance from Ian Henderson the weekend. Yeah, it's true. A, a massive performance. And at one stage, it looked like um, he I thought I was certain he'd broken his arm or wrecked his shoulder or something. Must have just been a stinger because he kind of ran it off. But mm. he was just making hit after hit. And I was thinking, there's part of him is probably Good gone. Point. James Ryan is getting all the attention here. <laughs> yeah. Time to produce a big one, and he yeah. did. Yeah, but yeah, it's. I think there's just so many lads putting their hands up. Ty Burns, another one. Mm. And they're all just playing, and they're all just pushing each other on, like to enhance their performances more and more and more. Yeah. Um, it's really good for for everybody involved in it. Mm. There was an interesting one on Saturday from uh, Luke McGrath, who caught a high ball mm. and kind of ducked down and uh, went Joe Kakanasiga was <laughs> I got it I got there Joe Kakanasiga was uh, was chasing the kick and he was going like 100 miles an hour and went to clatter Luke McGrath but Luke dropped to like below his waist almost and Joe caught him quite high Joe Joe we're going to just go Joe for <laughs> Josie uh, and it was uh, a penalty people were calling for a yellow card red card Johnny Sexton was kind of having a go off, off the ref saying like this has to be Johnny Sexton was here. having a go at the ref yeah believe it or not he was not <laughs> he was uh, he was particularly uh, noisy this weekend I think Johnny uh, but yeah it was, a, it was a weird one a lot of people calling for it I thought it was a good decision I think it's you know when players drop like that yeah you, like, what's your take on it? If they, if it's a high tackle, but the the player's head is three feet off the ground, then well, if it's if the player's head is like in round their chest, where you kind of are even just where you potentially would hit them if they're standing upright, yeah. Then and, it, and especially if it changes last second, yeah, it's a split second. It's thing. tough, isn't it? Yeah. Some people responded to me on Twitter saying like that. Uh, you've got it. The defender has to take control and maybe like hold up and don't go in so wildly yeah. um, but I don't know takes it out of it for me and Luke McGrath is fine I think he was down a little bit but he was he looked like he was okay after 30 seconds like so good decision for me <clears throat> fab decision fab decision I thought absolutely um, but yeah great great win again for Leinster um, <clears throat> 
I think Bath will still make a fight of it next weekend. Um, you know that group is you don't. No, <laughs> I don't. I think uh, I think Leinster will hammer them. Do you think home. so? <laughs> yeah. Hammer them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. Sorry I'm, to be so. I'm loving your 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 terrible predictions at the moment. So <laughs> keep them coming. Yeah. Um, if Bath hear this, they're probably thinking about uh, a chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That guy never gets predictions right. <laughs> Yeah, well, look, it's uh, it does. The group is wide open. Uh, uh, Leinster do need, you know, they're they're still up against it. They 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 would want to come out top of that group, I think, you know. So um, yeah, every game is still going well. <clears throat> yeah, every game is important. To lose is still top. Um, right, but coming up, we uh, have a look at the return fixtures in all those games. Uh, we've got some Twitter questions to to answer, and we will reveal the Guinness Made of More Player of the Weekend. Uh, but next, we'll take a closer look at Monster's win over Cast. Uh, and taking us there is a clip from JJ Hanrahan's Man of the Match interview. They gave you a bit of an arm wrestle today. Are you happy with how you ground out that performance? Yeah, they definitely did. That, that first half was one of the toughest I've been involved in, but I, I think credit to the pack. Um, it's a pleasure to play behind a scrum like that when it's going forward, and they got us out of such tricky situations. And as number 10, no matter who's wearing the shirt in Munster, it all helps in the pack's going forward. Any frustrating letting in that last-minute try? Um, yeah, it is frustrating. It is frustrating, definitely. Um, we definitely pride ourselves on our defence, and um, probably my fault there to hold my hand up, went for the intercept instead of going for a man. Um, but look, we'll, we'll go back, we'll look at it, but overall, the defence is pretty good today. And personally, you were brought in last minute into the starting 15. You scored a try to top of your day. You must be really pleased. Um, yeah, yeah, delighted. Um, yeah, Joey was unlucky um, to, to pull up, um, and it was unfortunate for him. But I think anyone, there's, there's plenty of competition here in Munster between myself, Tyler, Billing, and Keats. Anyone would have stepped in today and done a job. And uh, that's the beauty of the squad. We have great squad depth, and it's just um, everyone keeps pushing each other. And that gives you a two-point buffer at the top of Pool 2. I mean, that could be so important looking ahead to the rest of the pool stages. Something that you must be uh, particularly happy with. Yeah, we'll take a two-point buffer this time, uh, this time of, the, of the pool stages any time. Uh, we're really happy with that overall, but it's going to be a tough ass next week going to cast. Um, we went down there last year and we ground out a draw. So it's gonna be, we're going to be really, really tough next week. But we'll, we'll go again. OK, that was JJ Hanrahan there. And thanks to BT Sports for that clip. Um, JJ, yeah, had a... Had a great game, stepped up to the mark yesterday after Joey Carberry, unfortunately pulling out with a tight hamstring before the game. Uh, I thought it was a it was a weird game. It was quite typical of a one o'clock kickoff on a Sunday where it took them probably forty five an hour to get into the game. Um, yeah, it was a bit slow. The atmosphere. I was there. The atmosphere was a little bit subdued. Mm. It's a hard one to get yourself up for at one o'clock games, isn't it? I, I thought they were always a bit bit weird. Yeah. Oh, Sunday it was just Sunday games in general I suppose yeah um, it just it looked like it, it was going to kick on I, I just kept waiting for it to burst into life and then it, there was a few kind of scuffles and a couple of rides and I sort of thought right that'll be mm. that'll spark it and it just never really got going did it it was mm. just it was pretty plain sailing for Munster yeah wasn't it it was weird Cast didn't look like they really wanted to win the game at all they just that wanted to fight they just, yeah, they were like just happy enough to be playing second fiddle. It was, you know, you'd never see a monster team go out and play the way Cass played yesterday. I found it very strange. Mm. They didn't look like they had much fight in them. Um, <clears throat> uh, monster played quite a kind of safe game in the first half. Uh, a lot of box kicks. Uh, not really interested in playing much rugby in their own half. Yeah, um, which was kind of disappointing because it ended up being a nice day. In the end, it was dry, it was a little bit windy, but. Um, but then you think Cass just couldn't deal with any of the kicks. They must have dropped three or four of them yeah. in the first half. It was yeah. ridiculous. 
um, so you can understand why they do that. Was impressed with JJ. Thought he had a great game. It's like a, you've spoken about this before, where it can be weird when you're just called in last minute. And oh yeah, yeah. Um, I think he, the last few weeks playing playing a bit for Munster has given him a lot of confidence. Yeah. The pressure has been off him. I think he's a uh, he over the last few years he's been kind of in the spotlight. Anytime he's played, people are kind of expecting him to 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 you know light light a pitch up. Whereas over the last few weeks he's just been allowed to get on with his game, and <coughs> and I think he did the same yesterday. He scored what. 20 points you think the arrival of, of Carberry has actually taken pressure off him yeah probably has yeah. It, it's strange how the impression of, of Hanrahan has sort of changed a little bit mm-hmm. because before even before he went to Northampton wasn't it mm-hmm. he was seen as this like, really talented town with a bit of X factor and could take on the line himself make breaks make offloads all this kind of stuff and then Carberry arrives and then all of a sudden Hanrahan seems like a more conservative option, mm. which which actually might be a, a nice tag to have as a ten. I suppose yeah, that's but, a good point. Yeah, uh, it's strange how that's yeah. changed. But whenever you think about him before, he was like scoring tries and mm. assists and kind of get getting. I suppose the, he was the Joey Joey Carberry yeah. <laughs> of four or five years yeah, ago. Absolutely. Um, but he still has it. You know, he's he's able to control the game. I think he played his kicking game was great yesterday. Um, What's going on? Is Blandal? Is he? He played. He came he off the bench, the bench didn't he? yeah. Came on and played ten or twelve. I'm not sure where he went in. Uh, they were kind of both of them were. Yeah, were, uh, he's obviously on the side of the rock. He was obviously injured for a while there, but mm. there was a period of time where he was unbelievably well thought of. Yeah, I still very highly thought of. I think it just shows the competition that's there at the moment, yeah. as JJ mentioned there. Um, there is a, there there is a lot. You know, they've got a lot of options there, and that's three quality tens. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah, um, and JJ still got that step. He, he used it a few times yesterday. He's got a big left foot step where he's uh, he catches defenders every game and scored a great try. Connor Murray's offload for that was absolutely class mm. and great to see Murray uh, <clears throat> back and kind of slotting in seamlessly as well. Didn't put a foot wrong yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Um, good threat around the rocks. Kicking was great. Um, you know, I think he just controlled the game between it, himself and JJ. Yeah, Murray was was dominant, but in a slightly different way than normal. I thought, like typically, it's a really structured um, pass as well, kicks well, mm-hmm. almost kind of keeps a low profile. Mm-hmm. But it, at the weekend, he was he was really physical. Uh, he was getting up in their face, um, uh, causing them to to make mistakes, drop the ball, and then he was carrying hard, making offloads. Mm-hmm. It was kind of, I know he's always he's obviously got that physical edge, but it was I suppose in a game when he, he kicked he kicked well, but it, it wasn't the, his big uh, contribution to the game. It was his kind of it was how up for it he was or something. He was almost leading the pack a little bit. Yeah. He was physically kind of getting, yeah. um, there's a bit of rough and tumble about him. Yeah. Uh, especially after coming back from that, um, that <laughs> mythical neck injury. <laughs> 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 we never actually got to the bottom of, but yeah. um, as you say, seamlessly straight in there. Yeah. No he used to be very relaxed, kind of happy-go-lucky player. Maybe it's, it's age or experience that he's getting a little bit yeah. crankier. He seemed fired up, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. Um, he did. He was like that a couple of occasions last year. Um, and it's great that he can kind of step up because uh, you know they, they need leaders. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it was a good result. I think uh, Clute is another one. I thought he was brilliant. Yeah, good game. <coughs> He's uh, he, you know between himself, Tyg and Peter. I think they had eight turnovers in the game. Yeah, um, they're all just vicious on the ground now. Um, yeah, he was Clute. Uh, maybe. 
maybe this time last year or maybe earlier he it just looked like any um like breakdown that would land kind of around him he always made an impact on it he always either turned it over or slowed it down mm-hmm. time and time like two or three in a row he'd be doing and it just looked like for a period he'd sort of got away from that a little bit yeah. I just maybe I just hadn't noticed it as much but then at the weekend I thought it was back to the way he was mm. he was he's so physical so good over the ball there's just no <laughs> shift in him yeah um I thought he was it looked like he's back to his best yeah and it's gonna it's not gonna be an easy game this weekend uh or next weekend Back in cast, they had a draw there last year, um, and I think it'll, it'll be different uh, cast team that'll probably show up. They're always different when they're at home, the French, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it'll be, it'll be no easy feat. Um, Rory Cockett, I think you mentioned earlier on before the show, you're impressed with his energy when he came on for cast. Yeah, he's he seems he's feisty, isn't he? Isn't he? Yeah. He's causing rise. Yeah. And there were already a few rise before he arrived. But yeah. It's like a little pit bull. Scrubbing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, look, and Exeter took a bit of a a, a, a shocking defeat to to Gloucester at yeah. home, um, which yeah, that's that was a big result for Munster, and um, I think if they can if they can get an away win this weekend, it'll surely should you know give them a, a home quarter final. Yeah, um, with the other two teams probably being out of it. Um, I was at the game as I said. I was standing in the the terrace, the West Terrace. I had an <coughs> unbelievable laugh. Um, you forget sometimes how funny it can be to go to games and to just be around the supporters when they're uh, cranky or hungover or <laughs> a few pints in and they're just shouting abuse at players and the Munster fans are some of the funniest like they were getting quite frustrated with how uh, slow the game was yesterday and uh, it just got me thinking about uh, heckling and stuff like that and did you ever be you know find yourself being heckled from supporters would you um, ever have heard that uh, taking notice not specifically I, I I remember one occasion where I got complimented <laughs> right um, <laughs> by a, a small group of supporters what did they say <clears throat> um, it was 2014 it was whenever I had gone through a period of kind of fairly kind of mediocrity not really playing that well and yeah. then uh, spent some time with, with Schmidt did really well at Six Nations and played loads of rugby and we won the Six Nations and I felt like I came back to Ulster and I was kind of just felt I got a new like bit of energy yeah. and uh, <clears throat> so they'd obviously picked up on this <laughs> and the chant that they um, that they were going with that night was um, you used to be shy <laughs> but now you're alright <laughs> and you dream well they didn't name me. I assumed, I assumed it was me because I was standing on the touchline right beside them. <laughs> he didn't used to be shy, man. That's yeah. So no, but, well, also but I thought it was right. better than all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, more, yeah. more importantly, <laughs> that's hilarious. So I thought that was like kind of uh, half heckled, half complimented. It's it's like a compliment, but within reason. Don't get yeah, carried away. You're compliment. just all right. Yeah, good Irish compliment. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Do you think I'm all right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had one when we played at, I went on an Irish tour years ago to the US I don't know if you were on this tour and we played America in San Francisco and I was on the wing and it was quite a slow game and the crowd were right on top of you like they were they were like 
there's only a few feet between the touchline and the and the supporters. And I was out my wing, and this guy, it was kind of like Happy Gilmore. Do you remember that guy who <laughs> follows Shooter McGavin? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Abusive. Jackass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like that. I kept going, number 11, number 11, where's your purse? Where's your purse? <laughs> you big pussy. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like turning around looking at it. I was like, stop, stop doing that. But he just did it for the entire game, man. He, he had, kept it up. Yeah, he rattled me for the whole <laughs> match. I was just like... Uh, ruined the whole experience for yeah. me. No, they know how to heckle because um, on another tour to the States, actually, we played USA in Houston. Then we went to Toronto and played Canada. Yeah. It was the Canadians. Mm-hmm. If there's any Canadian American <laughs> listeners, they'll be offended that <laughs> grouped them all together. Merge them. More or less the same thing. <laughs> uh, uh, and I remember, so a lot of the Canadian players weren't fully professional. Mm-hmm. I, don't know if, I don't know what their setup was, whatever. So this this Canadian supporter thought, you know, this is a great angle um, to abuse these Irish guys. And then I heard at one stage this Canadian support, supporter shouting, um, you Irish guys are a bunch of unemployed twats. <laughs> <laughs> unemployed. Yeah. Do you mean fully professional? Because <laughs> in that case, I agree with you. Yeah. Twats. Yeah. Oh God. Oh, man. Yeah, they do it different over there. I remember going to a baseball game over there and there was just abuse been thrown uh, left right and centre and it was like that's what people do it was like as if they're that's the only reason they go to a game is to just shout abuse yeah um, whereas god I, I don't know I prefer to have a laugh when I'm at a when I'm at a rugby match um, so yeah that was a uh, that was my weekend. I, we had a few gigs as well, so it was, uh, I was kind of quite busy. We've got a few more coming up this weekend. We're in Cork, uh-huh. uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um, and uh, oh, you're yeah. working hard, fingers working, to the bone, working hard, man. Yeah. So uh, if anyone is around again, I, I had a few people that came up to us at gigs over the weekend saying they really liked the, this show. Uh-huh. A few shoutouts they asked. Uh, one guy called Dara who delivered a baby about. 45 minutes before coming to our gig wow. in a house he was on his way to our gig and he got he's a paramedic and he got called to uh, go to a house and he ended up delivering a baby wow. and he still had like oh. <laughs> juice on his jeans juice. I don't know what it was <laughs> baby juice or I don't know placenta juice yeah and he, I was like did you wash your hands he's like no I didn't even wash my hands it was mad yeah he's like front <laughs> row of our gig um, so I said I'd Give him a shout out. Yeah, he deserves a shout he out. He does. I hope he's yeah. like washed his hands at this point. You should probably give um, a shout out to the lady who had the baby. The baby. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. It was a baby boy. Okay. I think they should probably call him Dara. Uh-huh. That's fair enough. So congratulations to... to or Baz or Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, it was great. It was great to meet some people that are enjoying the show. So thank you very much. No doubt Baz would be his first name. Andrew would be his middle name. Yes. It's kind of the way it is. Typical, man. isn't it? The way it is. <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah, so keep those uh, requests coming in or uh, any messages you have. As we said before, we'll read and say mm, almost anything. <laughs> you agree? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the more unorth- unorthodox, the better. Yeah. We're big fans of... We, we don't want to hear just, who's, who's the best player you've ever played against? <laughs> we, don't, we don't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even tell you. You were you were the best player ever. Played. You were by. Yeah. Okay, let's get that one out, yeah, out, of, the way. Get it out of the way. Yeah. You're listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. Okay, we've just had clarification. Um, thanks to Ian on the diehard two point. Mm. 
I'll give you a slight win. Uh, I'm feeling pr- a pretty smug. Yeah, it's called Die Hard 2. <clears throat> and there's a little line underneath it that says Die Harder. What is um, the the sequel to Terminator? What's that movie called? Terminator 2. Judgment Day. Yeah, but no one ever calls it Judgment Day. What's the sequel to Home Alone called? Lost in New York. Yeah. Home Alone I was, 2. I was like, oh, ready to... Oh, yeah, yeah, fine. Home Alone... But you only ever call it Home Alone 2. Yeah, it's because we've all got places to be. Like, get, <laughs> Home Alone 2, come on. Next. No. I, yeah, okay, so Die like, Harder, which, which then... Um, uh, I think it was just telling you what's happening in the film. I don't think actually the <laughs> people name. are dying harder. harder. It's like a, a warning, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for parents. Yeah, just if your kids watching this, you know there's going to be people dying harder, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Which is, makes you wonder why was Die Hard three not called Died Die Hardest? What was that one called? It was called um, uh, With a Vengeance. Oh yeah. Die, Die Hard with a Vengeance. See, I now that is what that one was called. That wasn't called <laughs> Die Hard Three. That one's called Die Hard with a Vengeance. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Die Hard Two is called Die Hard Three. <laughs> Fine, okay, yeah. I I think Die Hard with a Vengeance was my favourite. Yeah. Mm. Danny Glover? Uh no. Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Lethal weapon. Lethal, yes, yeah. you were. It's my last day on the job. <laughs> God, my fifty. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was. Uh, and what was the bad guy's name? He was also in Lion King, Scar. Um, um in in um, Jeremy Irons. Weapon? Jeremy Irons. Oh, yeah, he was good. He was like a evil Russian or something like that. Um, <laughs> All Russians are evil. Standard, standard, <laughs> like Hans Gruber. Um, yeah, so okay, I'll give you a little win there. Congratulations. Thank you. I'll buy you a pint on our Christmas party. Mm-hmm. Um, when is that, by the way? We need uh, to get our finger out. Yeah, I'd say... It's a table for two, though, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, an, open, it's, an, open, it's an open invitation, right? Yeah. We just book a whole restaurant. And yeah. Hopefully, I think we should have a themed one as well. Mm-hmm. Like a Christmas themed one. Fancy dress? Maybe, yeah. Um, we once did one for Monster. We were quite good at having Christmas parties back in the day um, it was me and Fla's job to organise them and uh, it was probably the only thing that I was uh, worthy of taking that responsibility was to organise Christmas parties so they gave us a good bit of cash like they give us a grand to buy costumes and stuff like that so we wanted to do a themed one so we, had, <laughs> we said we'd have a wedding so we had a wedding in Kilkenny uh, and we decided to marry off Jim Williams and Tony McGann who were our two Australian coaches at the time um, so we got we were trying to find a wedding dress for Tony McGann um, oh he was the bride because he was the smaller one we were like <laughs> but the cheapest wedding dress we could find was uh, size 26 it was like a hundred quid, so it was a big wedding dress. So we decided that Jim would be the <laughs> the bride. So uh like most Irish weddings, we wanted it to be quite typical. So we needed bridesmaids and groomsmen and a priest and altar boys and uh clergy. And do you remember do you ever like go to mass and you know there's always a guy that kind of works in the church who's like not a priest, he's just kinda like a Paul Bear? <laughs> no, no, no. Like a guy that just kind of wanders around in the on the counter or the altar, whatever. The, the counter. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
that thing. Through the guy that's always in the church. He's not not a priest. There's always one. Like there's a caretaker. A, yeah, or yeah, and they're always like big. So we wanted even one of them. <laughs> a so church we, caretaker. Yes, yeah, so we had John Hayes as the the church caretaker. <laughs> got him like a pair of chapless leather pants for some reason. Classic sure. um, caretaker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Frankie Sheehan was the bishop. Um, we had Kieran Lewis and Kieran O'Boyle as two uh, altar boys. So we got altar boy outfits from. Uh, school in Limerick that I probably shouldn't name. We, <laughs> Paul O'Connell and Quinny were the the bridesmaids. Uh-huh. So my sister lended them two of her dresses. Um, probably not that, didn't. She, not that she would be of their size. She's slim, <laughs> tall girl, but she they were stretchy. She would. Have so uh, and they were great because they were such good bridesmaids. Because like you know the way bridesmaids, you'll always have one kind of. Gamey enough bridesmaid, like, like, <laughs> which one was that? Was that a call? Quinny, Quinny, the dodgy <laughs> tattoo and out smoking fags all night. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> kind of bridesmaid. And then uh, O'Connell was more the the serious, you know, the, the classy, a classy bridesmaid. Yeah, but very organised, and you know, like <laughs> the uh, maid of honour, the maid of honour. Yeah, uh-huh. so he was. Uh, we got them lipstick and wigs and stuff, and uh, Keith Earls and Mossy Lawler were the, the two groomsmen. Who were kind of we had them kind of dressed as like s- bogans, is it? On those kind of oh right, yeah, rough kind of Aussies, and uh, yeah, it was it was great. <laughs> did, did you get a role? No, I was just dressing them all up in the yeah, back. So you were just calling the shots. Yeah, um, Frankie Sheehan kind of took over as the as the the, the bishop. <laughs> was there a court session or did it? No, we just had like a proper wedding. Okay, like, okay. yeah. Uh, was anybody at any stage going? When's uh, when's this gonna you know? Where's the joke? Yeah, here. I, that's what I'm actually starting to realise now that there is no punchline to the story. <laughs> <laughs> so they got married and lived happily ever after. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah it was it was gorgeous, and Jimmy looked absolutely beautiful. Uh, was, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, six foot five uh, Aussie man <laughs> with a wedding dress on. It was, we couldn't even zip it up. His back was so big. We, yeah, we just had to get him an extra long veil um, oh, to, to cover the yeah yeah his hairy back. <laughs> um, but yeah, if anyone has any suggestions for our uh, wedding or our Christmas party, we'd love to hear it. <laughs> so obviously we're fairly open-minded, Yeah, is what you're saying? Absolutely, we'll do anything. Any suggestions? Says. Anybody else wants to attend as well? Because at the minute it's, it's a party for two. Yeah. It'd be great to have. And Pat, don't forget Pat. <laughs> Sorry, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, look, we got to give some love to Connacht again. That's four wins in a row for them. Uh, a big win for them against Perpignan at the weekend. Uh, yeah, they're going really well. They're flying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see the game now, but uh, it sounded <laughs> like it was uh, blistery and blustery conditions yeah. in a... Classic. Yeah. Sports ground. Yeah. Such a hard place to go. Yeah. My God. It'd been nicer in Perpignan, you would imagine. Yeah. Get yeah. to see a bit of rugby played. Yeah, that, that, you know, was there ever a harder place to go on like a New, New Year's Eve or St. Stephen's Day or like the oh. 28th of December when you have to go down to the sports ground? Oh, that's a Christmas ruiner, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Can't enjoy your Christmas Day. No. It's like hailstones and the wind battering in your face. That's oh. all you can you can think of. Um, this is my first Christmas that won't be ruined actually by that's rugby. Right. Yeah, I'm quite looking forward to just. Sitting around watching to worry about. Die Hard 2, <laughs> Die Harder, <laughs> stuff in my face. Um, Kindergarten Cop, you know. Oh, classic. Robin Hood. Um, not cl- um, classic, like 
Christmas themed movies, but just movies that tend to be shown at Christmas. Yeah. I haven't seen Kindergarten Cop in years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a show. Yeah. One of my all time favorites. Yeah. Top five. Okay. okay. Who's in that again? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm a cop, you idiot. Yeah. 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 It's it. It's not a tumor. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. You were like just about to say, it's a tumor. <laughs> the complete opposite of what the one liner is. Yeah. Is it a tumor? It's not a tumor. <laughs> yeah. I forgot. Yeah, I was thinking of something completely different. That was a great show. Yeah. Yeah. Um more rugby. Simon Zebo, <laughs> our very own uh Lando Carizian had another huge game for Racing 92 120 metres made of 14 carries 14 carries 2 clean line breaks 4 defenders beaten 1 try uh, pretty bonkers game again in Racing that yeah. place is just such a yeah. circus uh, 36 to 26 um, and again Nigel Owens refing. do you think that's any coincidence that it was a bonkers game yeah he love? loves it doesn't he doesn't he just loves like just let it go yeah. let it go no point. No point in refereeing that. Won't <laughs> <laughs> be entertaining. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Actually, probably not ideal for Ulster. Leicester getting the losing bonus point, or well, either of them getting losing bonus points. Actually, yeah. but yeah, decent game. Yeah, a lot of rugby played. Yeah, Zeebs is loving his rugby over there. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's great to watch. It suits him so well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it did. It's like the perfect decision for him to go and play yeah. a place like that. Um, and he seems to be loving life. Uh, Andy Farrell, on another point, has been favoured to be the Lions' head coach in 2021. Obviously, that's not confirmed, but that's just rumour. That's he's, he's the favourite. He's the favourite, yeah. Okay. What do you think of that? Uh, he's obviously got... I suppose Gatlin got, what, three three times in a row? Yes. And Farrell two, was there. Two times in a row. Two times in a row. Farrell compare. was there. Farrell was definitely the last one. I yeah. think there seems to be a thing with the Lions where... It's important not just to be uh, a good coach or be able to contribute in, in rugby, but it seems like it's it's quite valuable to be able to contribute to the whole ethos of the Lions. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like, again, even from chatting to like Tommy and lads like that who've been there and had a bit of exposure to it on a couple of tours, it seems like that kind of holistic approach, this is the Lions, this is special, you have to appreciate everything that goes with it, not just execute on the pitch. Yep. And I think Farrell, having, had a, have, having had that experience, and being a good lad and being pretty laid back as well, I think that would be a decent fit. This is the first time I've heard this, actually. I didn't realise that. Yeah. That he was kind of Be being, mentioned. Being I know it's early yeah. doors to be talking like that, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, would, would Joe come out of retirement for Lance? That's what was uh, my next question was going to be. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah. That would be perfect for Joe Schmidt, wouldn't it? If, he, if he's kind of looking at, you know, having a, a less hectic uh, life, I suppose, or yeah. that, that goes with being the head coach of an international team. Yeah. Uh, it would be a shame to see him step away from rugby completely because he's obviously so good. But he's so th- he's so thorough. Yeah. That's the th- that's probably the issue I think. Where if if he wanted to step away and if if, he, if the reason why he's moving away from rugby is to kind of get away from the stress or spend time with family, then that this will completely undo that decision because and even if as you say it's a slightly less grueling kind of schedule. Mm. It's not for him because he. I don't think he ever does anything in half measures. Mm-hmm. He'll be really thorough, really detailed, and he'll probably just be as busy as he would have been. Do you reckon? Yeah. I don't know. I, I yeah. would. I would have thought so. Just he's not someone who just 
Saunders disappear for three years and, and show up the year of alliance. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It just, it just doesn't, he's not someone who does something half-hearted. If he does it, he does it full on and does it really well. And then that would just kind of defeat the point of, I don't know. Yeah. don't know. That's yeah. kind of speculating, but who knows. Mm-hmm. Um, the rugby paper reported that Bath wants Stuart Lancaster Ooh. in next season. <coughs> Should Ireland tie him up as part of Andy Farrell's coaching team? Like that. That's that's a, a point that Pat threw our way here. Yeah. Um, that's a good point. I I I think yeah, Leinster obviously benefiting massively from from his experience at the moment. So I don't think they'd be letting him go anytime soon, even if it was to Ireland. Yeah, I know. I I wonder if if he was going to be in the mix for Ireland with Andy Farrell, you would imagine it. There might have been chat about it. Or sorry, there's been speculation about it. But mm. when they announced Farrell, you would have thought they would have announced that as well, maybe. Or mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. Um, I think by the sounds of things, I read a little bit about this, like about Lancaster, and by the sounds of things, he feels like a little bit indebted, I suppose, to Leinster. He feels very loyal to Leinster mm-hmm. because the way his his uh, the impression of Lancaster is now, he's this amazing coach who's brought unbelievable value to Leinster and the way they train and the way they perform Mm -hmm. but that probably wasn't the impression before after the World Cup his his brand would have been a little bit like damaged goods I suppose Mm -hmm. Ireland would have been taking him you know or Leinster would have been taking a chance on him and I think by the signs of things um, Lancaster has quite a lot of integrity and feels like um, them putting trust in him he wants to kind of repay that yeah. That's that's the that's the impression that some people are, are kind of getting that he feels like there's a lot of loyalty there, uh, and he wants to repay that. Yeah, they took a chance on him, and he wants to continue um, being loyal to them. I suppose. Yeah, which is, sure which he's is, enjoying it. God, I mean, what a team to be working with at the moment. Yeah. Who else would you want to want to be working with week in week out? And that the the quality of players that are coming through. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's a. Uh, and it would be a strange dynamic then if he did go to Ireland because then he'd be, I don't know if he'd be considered like second in command or whatever. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to find someone. Obviously, someone's going to have to replace Farrell when he moves up to, to the head man. So I don't know when they're going to announce anything like that. Obviously, the Six Nations yeah. um, <clears throat> is is only around the corner. So they'll probably just get through that before... Uh, making any big announcements after, yeah. after the World Cup, but um, if they were in a position to announce it, they would have. You would have thought, yeah, because that would have been the the right time and for yeah, it, exactly. Because then it's all a big story, and then it gradually goes away, and then then you can just talk about the Six Nations. Mm. So, speaking of Six Nations, Guinness have come in as uh, head sponsors of the Six Nations, our uh-huh. friends at Guinness. Uh-huh. Uh, that's great for for us, really, isn't it? It certainly is. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think they're. Big fans of us, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really pleased with how <laughs> successful we've been. Yeah, sure. Look, they're they're just involved with all the top, uh-huh. um, you know, the best competitions in the game, the best shows in the uh-huh. game. Uh-huh. You know, just clear. Yeah, yeah. I there think we're going to the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> um, we did ask everyone to vote on the Guinness Made of More Player of the Weekend. The nominees were Will Addison, Ian Henderson, James Ryan, Chris Clote. Um, and we have decided that after last week's show, if anyone was listening, um, I told a story about holding Paul O'Connell's teeth once <laughs> in a fight. And uh, we are not a fight, an argument on the bus, but we have um, 
decided that from now on our prize for the Guinness Made of More Player of the Week is going to be uh, Paul O'Connell's teeth. So we will send each winner a week to hold his teeth for the week. So this week, the winner is, thanks to your votes, James Ryan. 37% James Ryan. Paulie's teeth are coming your way. They'll be in the post tomorrow. So uh, we look forward to seeing them in your hand or in your mouth. <laughs> but they're going to be, like, it's not just going to be the teeth, surely. We're going to mount it, you know, and turn it into a trophy. Oh, I, would, you, I would have thought. I'd like if they could put them in, maybe if they can put them in their mouth as well. Yeah, with like the trophy bit hanging out. Yeah, here. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you hold it up. Yeah. 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 James, listen, this is up for grabs. All this stuff's up for grabs. Yeah. We're we just feedback. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and, and it's probably likely you're going to win this a number of times. Let's <laughs> <laughs> come up with something, just stick with it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, we did also ask, uh, hashtag AskHOR, so send in your questions for uh, for us on Twitter. And we got a good few back last night. Simon Kelly, uh, again, we asked for random questions. This is pretty random. Uh, I'd like to ask Barry, am I right? Dara Graham, uh, who is a member of Hermitage Green, is married to Zebo's sister? Question mark. He was a decent sprinter and I thought I saw him in October, Dublin airport in an Iron Maiden t-shirt. Uh, yes, that's correct. Dara is drummer in our band and he is married to uh, Simon's sister, Jessica who was also a sprinter. The two of them were... Dara was actually a 200-metre national champion. Wow. Jessica was uh, an incredible uh, hurdler as well. That's where Simon gets a lot of his speed. It's in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure if Dara was in an Iron Maiden t-shirt. I don't think he's a huge Iron Maiden fan. I think that's my brother you're thinking about. He's also in the band. Big Iron Maiden fan. Now, that's a pretty random question. <coughs> Rugby-related one, this for you, Andrew. Ulster's defence looked worlds apart from previous weeks on Friday night. As ex-players, were you able to see anything different or was it a bigger effort? Um, I thought um, they they tended to get their width a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, by all accounts, uh, Jared Payne, like you hear um, defence coaches talking about line speed, line speed, line speed. But Jared apparently is big message that he delivers is width because if you haven't got the width, then you... Then you're, it's it's not a good idea to, to go to go up hard because you get pack, picked off. Whereas you can only go up hard and get that line speed if you have the width. And it looked like that looked like something they were working on. Yeah. They, um, whenever they made changes, you could see an injection of energy. In around seventy minutes, um, Rob Herring came yeah. off. Tom O'Toole, sorry, Rob Herring came on. Come on. Tom O'Toole came on. The two of them brought loads of energy, mm. um, and it just looked like they uh, as the the. Kind of Scarlets went three phases. As that play went on, Ulster seemed to get bigger and kind of just grow and just be more comfortable. And uh, it looked like they were feeding off each other quite a bit. They were they were bringing a bit of line speed, not as much line speed as Scarlets were bringing. Mm-hmm. I think um, Ulster were just a little bit more streetwise about it, just a bit more controlled. I think so. Yeah, they yeah. were going up to the ball and then wait for the pass and then accelerate again. Whereas mm-hmm. Scarlets were getting past the ball, mm-hmm. and that's high risk, high reward because you're going to get a couple. You might pluck off a couple of intercepts but you also could get done someone gets his uh, his nose through he gets an offload for Addison had a couple of times obviously a, little, yeah. a few of his offloads and a yeah. few of his breaks whenever you come up that hard it's very easy to get stepped or get done or mm-hmm. you kind of you're out on a limb a little bit it's a, it's a high risk defence and I thought Scarlett's kind of just to be fair it's very effective at times but Ulster were a little bit more conservative with theirs a little bit more streetwise I thought mm-hmm. 
and uh, yeah, I thought that made a big difference in the end. Yeah, granted, Scarlet scored at the end um, to make the last kind of couple of minutes pretty nervous, but mm. still, it just looked like Ulster were in control for long periods. In yeah, it's nice to have uh, <coughs> to be able to switch into that. You know, to, to I, I always found it strange when a team would try and lay their stall out at the start of the season as a way. There's only one way they're going to defend. Mm. Whereas if you can approach different games at different, you know, line speeds or, or approach and attack or on the fence, sorry. Um I think that's a very strong ability to have in, in a team's armour. Munster have been brilliant at getting really fast off the line over the last few months and even the weekend I think they were a little bit more controlled. Um their their kick chase was very much red wall across the pitch. Um so yeah, it's a, and I, and I, I think a lot of Ulster players do compliment Jared Payne and his uh, his approach to defence as well. So he's obviously making a big uh, impact yeah. there. Whenever they whenever they change it up, it, it kind of catches attacks out a little bit sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, Cardiff did it last week against Ulster actually off off scrum. They kind of they kind of look quite nonchalant in, the, in their in their backs defence. They're kind of it looks like they're quite not quite ready, but mm-hmm. um, the ball goes in and then. They wait a second and then they all bounce out and they're ready to come up hard mm-hmm. and it just it catches teams out, you know, or the other way around. If you think they're coming hard and you execute a play, expect you pull it back further, expecting to get more line speed, and then they don't come or they maybe come hard for the first couple of meters and then they drift off. Mm-hmm. It's a really nice way of kind of catching teams out or just negating all the all the plan, all the research they've done video analysis they've done on a team and then it's just completely wasted mm-hmm. uh, and it's I think Ulster kind of just changed it up a little bit and it, it's fairly effective okay that's enough rugby talk <laughs> <laughs> you lost me <laughs> <laughs> the most important question question we die hard to <laughs> Fred Flunk is that actually his name uh, ask if ghosts can walk through walls why don't they fall through floors now Andrew well, first of all, Fred Flunk. That's not your real name. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fraud, Fred Flunk. <laughs> Show yourself. Um I, I was think I thought about this before. Uh, have you seen Ghost the film? Yeah, Patrick that's exactly what I was just thinking about there, yeah. Like he 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 can't like push the penny and stuff like that and he can walk through walls uh-huh. but then he, he just sits down on a seat yeah. and he's sitting yeah. down yeah. and it's like whoa yeah. that's like one of those films that when you watch it but you think it's unbelievable and you watch it years later you're like you see some holes in it Yeah, that was one so yeah and well I find that a bit creepy the the, the scene where um, Patrick Swayze takes Whippy Goldberg's body <laughs> And then gets into it with Demi Moore. Yeah. <laughs> that was so weird. Wasn't it? I remember even as a kid going, yeah. Is that still Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> 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 yeah, maybe that should be our Christmas party now. We just go watch all these, these kind of poor films. Um, also, what's in back to Star Wars, do you know when something like a spaceship was shot in Star Wars, it would crash like a plane would crash? Like it would fall down, yeah, and like it should just float, surely. If it's yeah, in space. Yeah, yeah. That, that always struck a chord at me as well. Yeah, but that's that's the kind of question we're after, lads. Nice Keep, flunk. Yeah, good work. Um, so we'll we'll leave it there. That was a nice way to to wrap things up. Great finish. Yeah, solid finish. Absolutely. Uh, so thank you everybody for your comments, questions, for listening, for watching us on YouTube. 
Um, if you're enjoying the show, please remember to subscribe and leave us a rating or a comment. Uh, big thank you to everyone that was involved in the show again. Big thank you to you, Trimby. Um, you're ever present at this point. Um, it's great. You're, you're, doing, you're doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Very pa- fond of you. Party on, Baz. Party on, Trimby. This has been Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby here on Joe Together with Guinness. See you next week. You were listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe Together with Guinness. Drink responsibly. Visit drinkaware.ie for the facts.